more to be wild. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to the final part of our review for United in Stormwind from a wild perspective. Uh, I'm here with Electric Sheep City, and we are now on the neutral cards. So uh, we're just going to trade back and forth each card and go through uh, the last bit of the set here. So first up, I've got Peasant. This is a one mana, two, one kind of vanilla card. At the start of your turn, draw a card. So this is like the counterpart to our peon, right? In like old school Warcraft lore, the peasant is the one that builds the stuff. So it's it's cute. I hope that he says like, you know, work, work, or job's done. Like he's the, this is the job's done guy right here. Uh, I don't like that this card says at the start of your turn, it reminds me of all those caravans where like, uh -huh. you, you know, you're going to play it and then it's going to do nothing. So um, there's that. Uh, so... <laughs> It's this is this is pack filler with a lot of flavor. Yeah, and unlike the caravans, this only has one health. Caravans had more. This one's like, nope, it's all only a two one, so it's very much pack filler. Yeah, yeah. So alright, cool. Anyways, yeah, I give it a one. Same, same. I love that uh Bat Mazel said, Hey, you guys made a card that looks like me, it's so cool. Like, I love that. That's pretty great. Aside from that, I don't like the <laughs> card, though. Um, yeah. All right. So that brings us to Stockade's Guard. Stockade's Guard is a one mana, one three. The battle cry, give a friendly minion, taunt. I mean, it's not a bad thing to be doing. That's about as many nice things as i have to say about stockade's guard what do you think Nate? my note says bad like it just says bad it's it's pack filler i i mean okay if this is not a like if i have a really limited collection and i'm going to open this and i could play it I, if i needed to i suppose but i'm never going to intentionally put this in anything so yep that's just one for me cool cool all right. Uh, next up, we have uh, a two mana one two called Deep Run Engineer. Battlecry: Discover a mech. It costs one less. Okay, okay, okay. I, you know, I, I don't really have much to to say about this either. Like, hey, this is like cool in uh, in in arena maybe where like I need to be discovering cards for like value, but I don't have any real desire to play this. Like, we're not really putting mechs in anything and. You know, discovering random stuff is not really what I want to be doing. So, you know, okay, it is what it is, but I don't really have anything to say about it. Yeah, I mean, discovering a mech isn't bad. Discounting it isn't bad, but two mana, one, two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just doesn't fit into the game plan of, like, really much of anything. I mean... Um, and most of the time, whenever you're running a mech deck, which isn't even a thing in standard right now, so I'm not sure why but i digress um you want the original body itself to be a mech this mm -hmm. body's not so yeah yeah mech filler yep yep i give it a one same same yep okay uh and that brings us to the florist so florist is a two mana two three and at the end of your turn Reduce the cost of a nature spell in your hand by one. Well, finally, a normally 
costed to, to statted card. <laughs> the effect seems kind of decent. Um, I mean, this is, at the end of the day, either an arena or a pack filler card or both. Um, and that's okay. Like, but typically in Druid, we're going to have a lot of nature spells. Um, I imagine that's where they, they kind of pegged this one to go into. Um, but I don't want to pay to to only get a guaranteed discount of one. It it's pack filler. It's yeah, fine. I like the <laughs> I like the art. I think that the typo is funny. Um, it, it it says at then end of your turn, which I think. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, typo. it's someone pointed it out. They'll they'll fix it. They said, but uh, yeah, I mean the only deck I really see this running in is like a druid deck. Right, or like where else are you running nature spells? I mean, maybe shaman, but like I don't. Eh, there's there's other things that I want to be doing. So, I, I, I mean, I gave it a one. It, it might be a two, but like I just never see myself playing this because there's so many better cards. So, yeah, I, I don't think you'd ever put this in your deck, but if you discovered it or something, yeah. So one for me as well. Cool. Okay. Uh yeah, all right. Next up is the uh it's a Pandaren Importer. This is a two mana one three. Battle cry, discover a spell that didn't start in your deck. My my immediate thought was like Oh hey, quest mage. You know, I I <laughs> Oh yeah. I mean I get I guess you could do that. Like we haven't really played Quest Mage in, in a while now. Uh and I I, I guess that's a maybe a thing. Like I, I don't I don't know, I I haven't played it in such a long time that I I suppose we could you know brush the dust off of that. Um, so I I don't think it's necessarily bad. It's definitely not meta, um, but it it could be a thing. Yeah, I mean, discovering a spell decent that didn't start in your deck seems more like a downside than a. You know positive because it basically looks at all of the spells that it could discover looks at your deck tosses out the the ones that would match you know the the, the things that started in your deck eh, i i don't think that i want to really be doing this it should Two say in a one three it should say battle cry discover a bad spell is, is <laughs> like, right i mean i yeah my thought was like okay like quest mage you have to play spells that didn't start in your deck like okay this this does that i guess but like yeah if you were just discovering a spell then it would do the same thing <laughs> that's that's true that's true uh i give it a two because like there's some very borderline fringe potential i don't and... think it's probably good but yeah and i gave it a one i'm totally fair just kind of not gonna overthink that one nope <laughs> nope nor should you all so right that brings us to si7 skulker si7 skulker is a two mana two three with stealth and battle cry the next card you draw costs one less so this is another si card this one seems like one of the strongest ones in the um you know thing uh, and it's a, a two two. Sorry if I if I misspoke. Uh, two mana two two. Um, stealth and 
solid battle cry, discount something that's in your, you know, deck that the next card you draw. Um, since it's a battle cry that persists across turns, kind of solid. When am I ever going to actually run this? Whenever I'm not running a SI seven deck, though, it's a good effect. But I don't think I'm ever actually putting this in my deck unless I'm running SI7s, which as we already established in the rogue part, we're not really doing in wild. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I put it in like standard SI7 rogue. The only way I would play oh, yeah. it in wild is if it also included, like if it said battle cry, the next card you draw costs one or costs one less, comma, draw a card. Like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Uh, maybe I stick it in Pillager Rogue or something like that, but it just doesn't fit anywhere. So yeah, I just I don't see it in Wild right now. It's a standard card, like it's a decent standard card. Um, so yeah, I gave it a one. It's like a regretful one. Like I, if we were rating for standard, I'd give it higher, but I don't think it really fits anywhere. Yeah. On my notes, I gave it a two, but I think I'm going to drop it to a one just because I was a little bit higher on the uh, SI7 stuff um, until we kind of got to that that area and talked it out. So to be consistent, dropping it down. Okay. All right. Uh, next up is called the Impatient Shopkeep. This is a three mana, three, three tradable rush. Um, like, uh, oh, okay. This doesn't look bad. Doesn't I don't know what I would use it in, but it definitely is not bad. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my notes say great to discover. Uh, yeah, what what do you play it in? Arena. Hey, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, tradable is cool. Rush is cool. Um, you know, great arena card. Sure. Uh, yeah, I I. I like I you know I struggled scoring this between like a one and a two because it's not a bad card. I'm just like, but I'm not gonna put it in anything either. It's one of those vanilla cards that's just not. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm settling on like a one just because like I'm not gonna use it at all. But I don't think it's a bad card. You may possibly end up using this on your EU account where you have less cards yes maybe budget options for things like yeah okay okay yeah but, but as far as decks that you want to build and decks that you want to put together rather than just kind of a bridge into um you know the the deck that you want yeah you're not gonna actively run this in anything yeah yeah so for me it was a one for that reason d despite it you know being a solid card yep yep uh I know you were teetering between a one and a two. Uh, what did you settle on? Oh, just a one. I gave it a one. Cool. Cool, cool. That brings us to Northshire Farmer. So Northshire Farmer is a three mana, three, three with battle cry. Choose a friendly beast. Shuffle three, three, three copies into your deck. This is very much uh, for combo with the, the boar that, that we'll get to before too long. The um, Elwyn boar. Um, it's a neutral shuffle a beast. That's actively what it's for. Um, that gives you the possibility of doing that combo in every single class. 
And I think that people like our buddy Clark Hellscream are going to want to do that combo in every single class. So it's going to see at the very least some play. Um, and Northshire Farmer is going to see play alongside it in our format as well as standard. So we'll see it in a very specific area. We won't see it many other places. I would be remiss if I didn't say the art has an adorable little sheepy on it. And I mean, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm I'm going to play Northshire Farmer. Let's be real. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? When I, when I looked at this, the first thing that came to my mind was, golly, Bob, howdy. <laughs> That's my notes, too, is golly, Bob, howdy. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I could potentially see, uh, you know, a, a hunter expert Duin or Sidisi or somebody like that. Like, okay, if there's, um, you know, some kind of thing that would be really good. Like, okay, the Elwyn boar is, is one. Like, I could use this on the, the Venomous Scorpid or something like that, too. Like, it's a, there's some potential, like, value generator. Do I think that it's really going to be used all that much? Like, no, no. And maybe in standard for some thing. I, I put a two because I feel like it's fringe playable. Like, it's not it's not bad. It's a combo enabler. Um, I, I don't see it being run in just about anything, though. But yeah. you know, you you could do something with it, yeah, yeah, and you know, stone test bore something with charge. I don't know. I mean, there there's potential. It's like if if you like, it's mostly meme potential or like fringe potential. But like, it could. It's not bad. Yeah, and I also gave Northshire Farmer a two because of the Elwyn bore. Um, we're going to see Northshire Farmer in pretty much every class and tell people get bored of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, next up is Package Runner. This is a three mana, five, six. Can only attack if you have at least eight cards in hand. Like, I'm sorry, what? This card sucks. <laughs> this card is like beyond so bad. bad. I, okay. So I understand like the design, but like, when are you going to have eight cards in hand? Like, are you talking Warlock or Priest? Maybe? This card is awful. I don't have, I, it's just bad. It's just really bad. Yeah, I, I agreed. I guess you play this on three and then your opponent is a handlock and you, you're a, a priest and you play Mind Render Lucia. So the next turn so that you can attack with this and do nothing else. I, I don't know. It's awful. <laughs> I give it a, I give it a one. I did as well. Yeah. I, right. And I tried really hard <laughs> to find a way. Yeah, no, I was as close as I, I looked. At, yeah. Oh, hey, is there something that I missed? Uh, no. No. So you, silence priest. Okay, there you go. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> so that brings us to Rustrot Viper. Rustrot Viper is a three mana, three, four beast with tradable and the battle cry. Destroy your opponent's weapon. Um,. So Odd Warrior has weapon destruction now, um, which is cool. Um, I mean, I guess they had it before, but this is more versatile um, and you can straight up play it, whereas you can't ooze. Um, and the tradable makes it just so much more versatile because 
I mean, of all the ways that tradable normally does. But also, hey, I I kept this because I thought I was playing against um, Kingsbane. Turns out um, it, it was, um, I don't know, all, all rogues have weapons we want to remove. That's a bad example. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you mulligan for the incor incorrect uh, archetype, and then you want to toss it back. Hmm? It happens. Um, weapon destruction is good. It's a, a, a beast. Three mana, three, four is solid. Um, I mean, straight up good card. Yeah. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, a lot of times we've run weapon removal in various control decks, various Reno decks, and uh, I love the tradable aspect of it so that if I ha you know, I pull this and realize like I don't need it, let me ship it back and get something different. Um, it seems solid to me. I, you know, three mana, three, four is okay. I feel like I like it better than an ooze. And if we keep seeing things like people running Jaraxxus, people running all these like, uh, whack and hammers in the elemental shaman or, you know, some other things, whether it's, um, we've seen a lot of weapons lately. So there's potential that this sees play. I gave it a three. Like it seems playable. I don't. I don't have any issues with it. I'm like I'm not really sure what it slots into. It's definitely a tech card, but it's not a bad tech card. Yeah, and I'm right there with you on the three. Cool. Okay. Is this one me or you? I can't even remember. That's awful. Uh, you're up. All right. Uh, the next one up is called Traveling Merchant. This is a three mana two three tradable battle cry. Gain plus one plus one for each other friendly minion you control. Uh, you know, that's interesting. Like I had to think about this for a second because my first impression was like, Hey, yeah, these neutral cards are pretty bad. And then I thought, eh, you know, and then I thought Reaver Ryan, odd paladin <laughs> and like, oh. like, okay. You know, actually, if I've got a bunch of little tokens on the board, uh, this might not be that bad actually. Um, in like odd paladin, like, I don't know what I would take out to, throw this in but like it, it could be a pretty easily a three mana like you know five six or something and so you know i i i'm i don't think it's as bad as i thought it was going to be i don't know that it's good but like it, it could slot into something yeah i go back and forth um it seems kind of like a win more card um in that if you're like odd paladin it's not like it buffs your board it gets buffed by you having a board mm -hmm. which then your opponent can deal with but you know it's a three mana card if you're playing it early or late um and it being scalable is really nice perfectly playable card i don't think that it's going to make the cut even in reaver ryan paladin um but it's not bad no and by and by reaver ryan paladin i don't mean any shade at reaver ryan who, no whoever that turns out to be what typically what i mean is it's a budget option right so yes i want to play i want to play a meta deck but i don't have all the cards like okay jam this in like if on turn one I get two dudes and on turn two, I get two more dudes. And on turn three, this is a three mana five, six, maybe, 
or yeah. four or five. Like uh, it's not bad, but it feels and like a, it feels a, like a budget option. Yeah, and as a budget option, yeah, it, it, it's a a great inclusion to bridge the gap into whenever you have a more robust collection for that deck. Yeah, I gave it a two. I feel like it's fringe. You know, it's like it's not bad, uh, but I'm not going to go out of my way to stick this in anything either. Yeah, I also gave it a two. Cool, cool, cool. So that brings us to Guild Trader. Guild Trader is a four mana, three, four, tradable. Makes sense because it's a trader itself. And uh, has spell damage plus two. Most of the time, whenever something has spell damage plus two, it is way overpriced. This one is only slightly overpriced. You know, like the, the other one that I can think of is a four mana two, two. This one's a four mana three, four. Um, the other one doesn't see play. I don't think this one really will either. But if you discover this from like the uh, primordial or what, what whichever um, studies it is that discovers uh, spell damage mm-hmm. um, cards, sometimes it may be what you're looking for. Um, sometimes it might not. And then you can select that and then trade it back into your deck and put draw something that you actually put there. Um, so... It's got possibilities. Spell damage plus two um, for four mana is kind of the the standard, but also why we don't really see a whole lot of spell damage plus two cards actively played. What do you think, Nate? Yeah, I don't really like it. I mean, I I think, you know, maybe in these new standard mage archetypes, like it's okay. Uh, Maybe as a budget option, like a standard budget option because it's a common, but like, it's nothing special. I'm not going to intentionally like put this into anything. Like I'm not going to put it in yeah. even mage or anything like that. So, <laughs> you know, it's not bad. It's better than some of the old, old spell damage cards that we got. And the tradable is like one of my favorite features that they've ever done. It's really, really cool. I still scored it as a one. Cause like, I'm not going to use this at all, but the card yeah. itself is, is a legit card. It's not bad. Yeah. I also gave it a one um, with the caveat that if I discover it, I won't always be disappointed, which, which is a one, because you're not putting it in your deck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, next up is the Royal Royal Librarian. This is a four-mana, three-four tradable battle cry silence a minion. And like, okay, this is just another like vanilla silence option. Like there's not, they don't make silence cards very often anymore. So this is interesting. Um, but at the same time, like, Again, this is a tech card that I'm not going to be really running in anything. That being said, like, okay, this, I feel like this is designed for standard and like, okay, there's a bunch of mounts that are all going to be running around now and maybe some other buff a card type things. Mm -hmm. So silence could be valuable in that uh, sort of meta. I like the tradable as, especially for tech cards, like, okay, cool. I draw this and I don't need it right now. Like, let me, let me ship it back and maybe I'll draw it later when I need it. Um, yeah, definitely. It's a better spell breaker, but we don't run spell breaker. So that's, that's the deal. Um, I like the stats better. I like the tradable a lot. I just don't like, we'll see, you know, if, if the meta gets to a place where there's tons of things that need a silence, like this is a good silence card. I just don't, I'm not a big fan of tech cards personally. Yeah. I I have in my notes that this is a less aggressively statted spellbreaker 
which we don't play anymore. Um, I think that the tradable aspect, like you were intimating, is the most important part here because tech cards having tradable is exactly what we want. So kind of like how Restaurant Viper, it's a tech card, but it also has tradable. So if you you don't need it for that matchup or that particular situation, you can spend a mana and draw a card and a different card instead. Um, I think it's all around solid. Um, I don't know that I'm really going to be running this in much, but if we end up needing a lot of silence, I can see running this over like a spellbreaker. Mm. Um, but we're not really running spellbreaker either. No. So, um, in you know, in the event that like when silence was needed, like an odd paladin, like a jam an owl in because it's odd. If this is needed, like if if we get to a point when silence is needed, this is the silence card that I would use because of the tradable. Yeah. So, you know, I'll keep this in mind in my back pocket somewhere. Uh, you know, I'll give it a two. It's like fringe, like playable if needed, but pr probably not needed. Yeah, I'm right there with you at that too. Cool. I think this is and, you. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. I got mixed up that I time. Know, I know. It's like, <laughs> well, I know. It, it's been a long day. It's been a long day. So true words but the end is nigh that's true and that brings us to spice bread baker spice bread baker is a four mana three two with battle cry restore health to your hero equal to your hand size um so this is the card that like hand lock and even lock really want i i'm thinking um to heal up question mark um i don't know four mana heal what six eight four maybe I, yeah i don't it seems but like it doesn't seem super proactive and even lock and hand lock <laughs> the point is to oh uh, like fill up your hand so that you can do something with it, mm -hmm. not mm -hmm. just heal your hero back up. Sometimes you need to do that kind of thing, but um, it's not proactive enough. So um, that was my, here's where I might want to run it. Here's why I'm never going to do that thing. Yeah. So, <sighs> that was my note too. Yeah. Like, okay, if, if this goes anywhere, it's in like an even lock which I don't think it does. I see synergy with the flesh giant because hey, you're restoring health. But like overall, no, I just don't think it's good enough. I just gave it a one. I don't think it's good enough. Yeah, I gave it a one as well. I I tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, next up is the stubborn suspect. This is a four mana, three, three, death rattle, summon a random three cost minion. Like, yeah, uh, Oh, okay. It's like vanilla four mana death rattle. Like if you don't have better options and you're playing death rattle demon hunter or something like, okay, jam this, but uh, it's nothing special. I, I don't like the random aspect in standard. I really don't like the random aspect in wild and like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't think it's good. Yeah. This is an arena card. Yeah. Hey, there's some little, little bit of value there. You're playing arena or whatever. Sure. 
Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's all. I don't, I don't see it as really anything other than that. Yeah. So for Wild, I gave it a one. Me too. Cool. That brings us to Battleground Battlemaster. Battleground Battlemaster is a five mana, five, five. Adjacent minions have Wind Fury. And if this was a Battlegrounds card, that might be a little bit more interesting. Not much, but a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Five mana, five, five is vanilla stats. Adjacent minions have Wind Fury. Is a powerful effect. But I don't have any way to buff those minions. And if, like, my combo or whatnot is it involves playing this to give two things wind fury then my combo has a really expensive utility piece in five mana to get there um i don't think this is a bad card um i just don't really see a home for this in standard let alone wild I how think about you nate i see some sleeper potential in dark glare where i drop two giants and then i drop this in the middle of them and that's just game over so there i i see some potential because like we we used to see people running um oh god the mech that gave your your whole board a bunch of random side effects oh enhance mechano yeah yeah enhance mechano and and then right now, like we're seeing Tamsin POPO. Um, and, and like if I can, okay, so say I can drop even one giant on like turn three or something, turn four. This is kind of scary. Um, I don't know. That's, that's the only place I really see it going in. Uh, chat says um, hand buff. So I, I think that this is there's some burst potential here. I I really see it in dark glare, but like I don't know. I scored it as a four, which might be which might be a lot, but like I think that this might be a finisher in some decks. Wow. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I didn't like pan it. Like I gave it a two, and and I feel comfortable doing that. Like if I'm wrong, then honestly with this one i hope i'm not wrong <laughs> right well and i don't know i think this is definitely one that people are going to test play and and maybe it's good and maybe it's not you know at the end of the day it's a five mana five five but there's some some kind of crazy swing potential out of nowhere that's the thing like anything on the board sticks and, or like elemental shaman or something like some something sticks on the board and then I drop this and then I just lose and it's like oh so well <laughs> we'll see we'll see but yeah I think um, like cookie bots is saying now when you're calculating how much burst damage like people have from hand you keep this in the back of your mind I don't know we'll see how we'll see how prevalent it becomes but I think there's some potential there so yeah we'll see we'll see Leroy P.O. this is 20 damage. Right? I, I mean, this is, this is, this might be kind of scary, I think. I, I don't want to deal with this, but I think it might be actually pretty good. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, 
Yeah, anyways. All right, next up is uh, Lion's Guard. This is a five mana, four, six. Battlecry, if you have 15 or less health, gain plus two, plus four, and taunt. Uh, yeah, yeah, hey, too bad this is not even cost. You could jam it into even lock. Yeah. Um, this might be, like, my favorite art of the set. <laughs> like, I love the picture. The mask reminds be, me of, like, Dr. Fate. Like, it's super cool, but I don't... It's gonna be glorious in gold, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't... The card itself, like, eh. What am, you're not gonna play it in anything. Like, this would be okay in, uh, like, even lock, if it was even. Yeah. Um, a five mana, six, ten with taunt seems fine <laughs> but the ask seems pretty high whenever it's not um whatchamacallit uh even for even lock yeah i don't and, i just don't think it's good enough for anything yeah uh, it, if you have more than 15 health it doesn't have the taunt which i think is pretty impactful too so um yeah, I yeah. give it a one. I did as well. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay, that brings us to Stormwind Guard. Stormwind Guard is a five mana, four five, with taunt and battle cry. Adjacent, give adjacent minions, plus one, plus one. Um... So I thought of Stormwind Guard as kind of like Defender of Argus, except the original minion, or the, you know, the, the minion that you're paying for, has the taunt instead of Argus. And I think it's kind of a strictly worse Defender of Argus, because Argus, you spread the taunt across two different things. You're only guaranteed to have two, two, um, well, really, I guess uh, uh, two, four, because each one needs at least one health in order to actually be on the board and thus get buffed. Mm. Um, so that, you know, Defender of Argus isn't really seeing play. I kind of doubt that Stormwind Guard will either. Um, really strong arena card. Um, but I don't know. It kind of seems like Defender of Argus that has less things having taunt whereas the taunt stats are a little bit more variable yeah what do you think nate it's i feel like it's a worse defender of argus or a worse fungal mancer like mm -hmm. fungal mancer is a five mana two two battle card give adjacent minions plus two plus two like i'd rather do that if i'm gonna spread it out granted this has taunt and so, like, oh, okay, this will soak up the damage and my two adjacent things will, like, hit stuff. But, like, what am I sticking this in? I'm not sticking this in Odd Paladin. I'm not sticking God, no. I'm not sticking this in, like, pretty much anything. Like, it's a budget option for whatever. But, like, eh, just run Defender of Argus. I just gave it a one. Like, it's a cute, yeah. I it's a cute idea. But, like, if I was going to do this, I'd rather run Fungal Mancer. Like, when we have done, like, budget decks or whatever in you know popper or in like a you know listener series or something like that like i'll play fungal mancer instead it does does the same thing but better for the same cost so, yeah yeah complete completely agreed i also gave it a one all right 
Uh, next up is City Architect. This is a uh, six mana four four battle cry. Summon to zero five castle walls with taunt. This gives a nice flavor. Uh, I don't think I ever really want to play this though. <laughs> even in like I started thinking even in like okay in a shutter walk or something like but then you deal with board space issues and I don't I I just really don't see really ever ever wanting to do this maybe if it cost four or or something but it costs a lot and and it's just it's purely defensive like it doesn't it's not proactive it's reactive and I it's not really my my thing yeah completely agreed um definitely negates this has a lot of defense but six mana four four not particularly powerful for trading um and the castle walls themselves not having any sort of attack is really unfortunate so i'm not a big fan of city architect myself um it helps you know keep your face from taking those 10 damage, but you're not really impacting the board very much after that with, you know, your four, four and they're not soaking up any, any health because they have zero attack. So I, I like the flavor of city architect, but I gave them a one. Yeah. You, uh, uh, yeah, me too. I just give it a one. I just don't see playing this in anything like, you, okay, you could like, you could find some super fringe deck, but like realistically, no, it's not happening. Yeah. So that brings us to Moarg Forge Fiend. Moarg Forge Fiend is an eight mana, eight, eight demon with taunt in death rattle gain eight armor. The art looks incredible, and that's not a this is getting a one uh, statement. The the art looks like thick. <laughs> um, you know, I I don't think that I want to run this in like you know cube lock or anything like that, but uh, Reno lock maybe. Like if I'm uh using um oh wh what's her name the uh legendary Willow. yeah Archwitch Willow. Thank you. Um. Hey, this pulls it out of my hand or my deck. Uh, it's an 8-8, eight, eight, and then I gain 8 armor. That's impactful. It's got taunt, so they have to trade into it. Uh, it's a demon, so things like Archwitch Willow actually pull it. Uh, Skull of the Minari would also pull it. Um, it would then resummon with uh, both Nas and Blood Reaver Gold Dan. Um, so I I can see Moark Forge Fiend getting play and being pretty sick and whenever i'm playing standard i will hate seeing this from scenarian ward two yeah so there's <laughs> there's an argument that this is better than void lord and Whoa. and here's the reason why so it, it's got the it's the eight mana eight eight taunt death rattle gain eight armor is great the the downside with the void lord is that it poops out the one threes which then pollute your um, it pollutes your Blood Reaver Goldan Res Pool, because like you don't want to bring back a bunch of one threes, right? And so, especially in Reno Lock, like this is almost an instant include for me. Um, that this seems nuts. Like I, I love Void Lord. Don't get me wrong. Like I've got Golden Void Lords, but this is uh, seems really strong. 
like I think I keep the desperate dreadlord and I put this probably in place of the void lords um I don't know I I mean we'll see like it requires testing but this card is good I scored out a four I think it's really really good yeah I I also gave it a four it's got a direct meta deck that it will slot right into and that's pretty much our definition of a four yeah yeah i like this one finally a neutral card that's good yay <laughs> uh all right we finally got to the rares okay so next up is called encumbered pack mule i love i love the art he looks so uh un- upset and un- like <laughs> so grumpy <laughs> he's so grumpy <laughs> um uh okay this is a two mana two three beast with taunt when you draw this add a copy of it to your hand okay that's interesting and not not bad like uh, okay this is this is like a not a bad card for somebody who's playing standard on a budget like okay i mean i i don't see myself playing this but i also don't think it's bad it's actually it's really not very bad just don't know where it goes uh yeah yeah it's a really cool mechanic Mm -hmm. i really like the mechanic um uh, like you kind of intimated it it's not particularly powerful in and of itself you know it's a two mana two three taunt it's technically each one is technically two of them as long as you don't get it in your mulligan Mm -hmm. but so I mean, I guess it gives you card advantage, which is nice. But yeah, it's it's not that great for um, competitive or wild in particular. But I'm I'm not gonna knock it as a card because, like you said, uh, people on a, a budget and or playing standard and or you know like there, there are plenty of places that it could be just not really competitively or and a, a lot of the fun decks in wild. So. For me, I gave it a one for our wild review with the the full um, acknowledgement that it's a like not a bad one. How yeah, you name? yeah, I gave it a two. I don't really have anything else to say about it though. It's nothing crazy. Yeah, that's fair. That brings us to mailbox dancer. Mailbox dancer is a two mana three two minion with both battle cry and death rattle. So battle cry. Add a coin to your hand, death rattle, give your opponent a, a coin. So there's apparently like some uh, wow lore for mailbox dancer and, and stuff like that. And okay, cool. Um, two mana, three, two, aggressively statted. Battle cry, add a coin to your hand. Not terrible. Death rattle, give your opponent a coin. I don't want to give my opponent um anything so evolve shaman maybe uh, uh cookie bots is saying but at the end of the day the things that i want to evolve probably start from a little bit of a a higher um floor um but it you know getting a coin uh hydra uh intimated that that he gave this a three because of the uther otk um, and that makes a lot of sense, you know, getting more coins for mm-hmm. that kind of ne- need ways to generate that. 
I just wish that we weren't giving our opponent a coin. Yeah. That's the really big downside for me. Um, yeah. I I had heard as well early on, like, okay, this slots into like an Uthro TK because, hey, great, you can use the coin to, to do like combo off. Um, and we kind of struggle with, with ways to get spells and get, uh, you know, reset our our hero power or whatever and like this this works to do that it has a downside um i I ended up giving it a two because i feel like it's fringe i like i really like the uther deck um but it still feels fringe to me but i think it does potentially it's like a combo enabler because of the coin um this is like the flip side of that like that shark card that we saw in rogue right (laughs) this is like the better version of it so, yeah, because we get it first, and then the death rattle gives it to our opponent rather than the other way around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Better. that's where I see it. I mean, I I I, I slotted into Uthro TK and see if we can make it work. Um, because I know for a while people were running the quest in that, and then like questing adventure to get the coin that way. Uh, not to actually use the quest, but just to get the coin, and so this saves you a, a card. Like, cool, I don't yeah. have to play the quest anymore. Uh, it's still a fringe deck. So yeah, yeah, we'll see it. And it is it, because it's neutral, it could go into any deck. So like, okay, you know, you pick, pick a combo deck and toss this into it, uh, for the coin. Okay. For the coin. (laughs) At the end of the day, I look at this and I say, okay, cool. Fringe combo enabler two. Okay, cool. French combo enabler too. All right, there we go. <laughs> um, this plus Bolner plus Pel- Penflinger is a three card board clear. Uh, maybe. We'd, I'd have to test it. I don't. We, we're not quite sure how how Bolner works yet. Like we think we know, but so even with that, it it would work. Um, like even if the um, mailbox dancer doesn't double up the very first time, it you know every time you play a, a battle cry after that, it's just gonna it, start giving you a bunch work. of coins. <laughs> yeah, which then you combo with the <laughs> yeah pen flinger, and you can just APM down a. It's yeah, it's a too bad, full of giants. <laughs> too bad pen pen flinger doesn't go face anymore. That's the uh, the downside here. So hey, loser. <laughs> Was it me? <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, next up is Entrapped Sorceress. This is a three mana, three, four battle cry. If you control a quest, discover a spell. My note here says uh, quest mage, question mark. Like, oh, 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 okay. I don't, doesn't look terrible. Doesn't look great. Looks like I don't really know what this goes in like i'm either jamming this in quest mage or quest shaman and both of those are not super great at the moment and you know quest hunter yeah yeah maybe actually this new the new quest hunter maybe uh there's potential so i don't know we could try it out i scored it a two because i see it seeing some play like i don't look at this and it doesn't scream like this is great like, i just look at it I'm like yeah yeah okay 
This is a card. Uh, and I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong. And honestly, I, I hope I am. I love when I'm totally miss something. Uh, so yeah, maybe this is a thing. Yeah, I kind of doubt that it will be a thing, though, unfortunately. I I ended up giving Entrap Sorceress a one. Um, discovering a spell is decent, don't get me wrong, but um, I'd kind of rather, for the most part, just putting the spell in my deck to begin with and the uh, kind of contingency that you have to control a quest to do so. Already completed my quest, then, well... Um, or, you know, like a um, quest mage. I think that there are kind of better ways to discover spells. Um, many of them also discount the spells. So I I would love to be wrong about Entrap Sorceress being a one, but I rated it a one. Yeah. Yep. Which brings us to Two-Faced Investor. Two-Faced Investor is a three mana, two, four minion. That reads, at the end of your turn, reduce the cost of a card in your hand by one. 50% chance to increase instead. Um, so the these like ogres but with the, uh, the the two two heads, some of them have positive results, like actually attacking when you mean to, some of which have negative results, like either staying asleep or attacking a different opponent or or or. I love the flavor of this. Oh, you know, one Thorisan tick for three mana um, to one specific card rather than, you know, uh, one random card, not specific, not not targeted, um, rather than your whole hand seems kind of meh. And a 50% chance for it instead of to de decrease to increase seems like a really big drawback. So, um, Love the flavor of the card and will never run it in my deck. Right. <laughs> what do you think, Nate? I'm ready. I'm not ready. Like <laughs> I don't like this card. I just, my note says bad. It's just bad. But the, the downside absolutely outweighs any potential upside. And like I, this, this doesn't fit into anything or whatever. It's it's, it's silly. The flavor is cute. There always has to be a a uh, two-headed ogre in like every set and so okay this is the obligatory two-headed ogre so check yeah. that box check check the box <laughs> i gave it a one and yeah i did as well all right uh next up is the goldshire knoll this is a 10 mana 5 4 with rush costs one less for each other card in your hand i actually like this one uh potentially for even lock uh, or handlock, whatever you want to call it. Um, with that being said, like this still probably costs too much. Like I want to try it in there maybe. And okay, it probably ends up costing like six, five, four, something like that. Maybe if you top deck mm -hmm. it, it's still playable. But like if you play this as like eight or nine mana for a five, four rush, that kind of sucks. So like you really want to get the value out of it. Um, I I feel like it's kind of fringe, and I I like I've seen it in a couple of um, theory crafts, but and and maybe it works, but I'm kind of Lee, kind of kind of skeptical. But that's where I see it. Yeah, I the the fact that it's cost one less for each 
other card in your hand. So if you're oh, not running, it doesn't count itself. Even, it doesn't count itself. So if you're not running a even lock, and you're you know just top decking, you can't tap and then play this. If you're even lock, you can because you know tapping only costs one. But <laughs> if you're top decking, that's a ten mana five four. If you have including this, if you have five cards in your your hand, one of which being the null, it's a six mana five four with rush. I feel like it should have been a six six or something. Like if Yeah. It ju it just seems either a little overcosted or understated. I'm not sure which. It just seems not necessarily slow, just too clunky. Yeah. I gave it a two. Yeah, and I gave it a one. Okay. That brings us to Elwyn Boar. <laughs> so Elwyn Boar is a one mana, one one beast. Because of course it is. Mm -hmm. With a death rattle. If you had seven Elwyn Boars die this game, equip a 15-3 Sword of a Thousand Truths. So Sword of a Thousand Truths is a 10 mana, 15-3 weapon. It's already been, been equipped by the Death Rattle, so you don't have to pay that 10. Uh, but a 15-3 weapon. After your hero attacks, destroy your opponent's mana crystals. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> so if you're able to have and kill seven different boars, then the Sword of a Thousand Truths just deals 15 damage and shuts your opponent out which is solid I like incredible combo a little tricky to pull off but super possible and super doable and like our, our buddy Clark is definitely definitely playing around with this um, and I can't wait to see the shenaniganry that, that he makes and See if I can do it myself. Should be fun. Uh, the gold version of this is on the rewards track as well. Which oh, is, oh you know, gosh. Awesome. Wow. Okay. So, oh, that means we get the Sword of a Thousand Truths in gold. Oh, uh -huh. okay. So, I don't know. We talked about it last week when you guys were gone, when Blue Train was here. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but this is from, like, the South Park lore, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I watched. You can watch it for free on their website, and it's really funny. Um and so like there's like the whole meme history behind this card is so funny and the fact that they made it like a card and that it's potentially playable is like wow okay okay is it gonna be good like mm, it's playable like there there will be <laughs> ways to do this uh it probably involves some like rush or charge mechanics or a lot of resurrect stuff so i've been tossing around the idea of uh pig priest and, <laughs> <laughs> and like instead of running all of the you know giant minions like you just you you play this and like just resurrect it over and over and over until you get the sword uh is it doable like mm, maybe maybe not i'm gonna try for sure 
Uh, I don't have I don't have high hopes, but this is definitely a card. I can tell you the easiest way to do this. Um, so Northshire Farmer, or uh, other ways of, you know. Oh yeah, shuffle, shuffle multiple copies. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so both of those are neutrals. Uh, the easiest place to do this, of course, is Hunter. There is a zero mana card that we covered just earlier today, if you can think back that far, called Devouring Swarm, that you can play all of them at once and then Devouring Swarm onto an opponent's minion. They all hit in, boom, now you have the Sword of a Thousand Truths and can start a swinging. Wow. Yeah, that's a card. Uh, this will be interesting and fun. It's going to be like, if someone pulls this off, like, how would you even be mad at this? It's like, well... I guess I'll just die then, but <laughs> it's, I don't know. The The card looks funny. The sword looks crazy. The story behind it is really funny. And I I, I kind of like this. It, it seems also like you have to work for it. I, I don't think it's going to be meta, but oh, yeah. I also don't think that it's like, I, I scored it a three. I think it's gonna see play. It might it might taper off as people realize it's not that easy to do. But like if you can figure out how to do it, uh it seems like almost impossible to recover from once they play the sword. So just the idea. Yeah, let me just swing for fifteen and destroy all your mana crystals. <laughs> like, whoa, okay, okay. Um Yeah. I'm I'm not sure if I want to give this a three or a two. Um, on my notes, I have two. Or sorry, I have three with with the, the note, don't let your memes be dreams. Um, because it's playable. People are going to play it. Super powerful. It's just it's got a, a big condition to get there. I think I'm going to end up with the three that I jotted. But it's it's definitely not like meta or, or particularly like OPOP. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Next up is called Stockades Prisoner. This is a two mana five four. Starts dormant after you play three cards. This awakens. Like, well, okay, okay. Uh, the closest thing that I think about is that hunter uh, card. It's the I don't remember what it's called. Imprisoned Felmaw. Hey, there you go. Two mana five four starts dormant after two turns awakes and attacks an enemy thing. Um, like, okay, this is maybe something that you could play maybe in a, a deck if you wanted to, I guess, with coins or I don't know. Like, I don't see myself wanting to play this. Like, there are ways. You know, okay, do I play it in standard quest paladin where I'm playing a bunch of one cost stuff? Like, uh, may maybe. I don't see any place that I'm ever gonna play this. Like, I really just don't see it. Um, yeah. You know, it's like a standard budget card, maybe in the, <laughs> the right deck. Uh, As an epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it seems like a cooler way of doing dormant than we've seen for a lot of things. Um, 
I actually have that in, in my notes that it's basically an imprisoned Felma too, mm-hmm. uh, without needing to wait two turns. Um, you know, so if you draw it late game and you know you have uh, other cards that you can play, then it's not just like sitting there waiting. The, of course, the downside is once it's no longer dormant, it doesn't immediately attack like the Felma, which is the one good dormant card in the history of dormant cards. Uh, <laughs> I'm being melodramatic. I just don't like the uh, <laughs> um, uh, way that it was initially handled, but we talked about that then. <laughs> I'm not sure that we're kind of getting there with this one, though, because you do still have to play three other cards. So if you're playing this and three other cards in the same turn, then you probably were going to be playing those other cards anyway. If you weren't going to be playing those cards anyway, then you shouldn't do it just to wake this buddy up. Um, five, four for two is a lot, but it, it just, what do you play it in? That's the question. Like exactly. <laughs> oh, Oh, nothing. Oh yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's where I landed. It's, I just gave it a one. I like the mechanic. It's, you know, it's interesting and I like the idea of it. Oh yeah. They're in prison and they need some time to pick their way out of prison. And while you're busy playing cards, like that's, they're unlocking the lock. Like that's, it's cute and it's good flavor and I'm never going to play it. And and if they have more tools, the cards that you're playing, then they can do it quicker than if they don't have tools and they have to slowly chip away through it. The, the flavor's great, but yeah, it's a one for me too. Yeah. Okay. Right. That brings us to enthusiastic banker who is so enthusiastic it's such a sarcastic like name for the card it's great (laughs) like the the name and the art are just like it's it's chef's kiss yeah and it's the flavor continues with the card itself so Mm -hmm. it's enthusiastic banker say three mana two three that reads at the end of your turn store a card from your deck Death Rattle, add the stored cards to your hand. Um, so whenever you store the cards, does it pull them out of your deck? I'm pretty... It, I, I, think, I think so. Because like, it doesn't say copy. No, it says store. So it sounds like this is... Like, if you think of it like a bank, right? This is going to hold on to those cards for you. So... And then when if, it gets... It gets silenced or like potion of madness. Potion of madness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, this is, it's going to feel so bad. Don't play this card. So your opponent's no. going to either silence it or steal it. And you are going to be miserable. Like, oh man. Yeah. yeah. It's a one. Don't avoid this at all cost. A hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. It's a one. Oh yeah. I was, that's what my note says. Like, uh, yeah, Potion of Madness. Thank you. Thank you. I'll take your cards now. <laughs> wow. Didn't know that Thief Priest would actually take the cards from you. I <laughs> thought they just copied them. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next card up is a three mana, two, three minion called Scrooge McDuck. I mean, Nobleman. <laughs> uh, Battle Cry, create a golden copy of a random card in your hand. Like, uh, okay. Talk about flavor. Like, this is another one with great flavor. Although, it's basically a worse Zola the Gorgon. Because mm-hmm. with Zola, you get to target, um, you know, 
and 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 this is is random it's random one in your hand and so you know this is cute i didn't say i didn't say playable but it's i like the flavor quite a bit you know what it is gold jerry gold but but as far as playability, it's a, it's a one. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's a one as well. And I, you know, okay, okay. There's some there's some interesting potential. Like in the old days, would we have jammed it into Shutterwalk? Eh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't think it's. I I I don't know. I don't think it's good. It's in arena. It, it, like it's a value generator. I don't care about the golden. It's going to create a copy of a random card in your hand. Like, do we really want to do that? Probably not. No. But you know what is good? Cheese. <laughs> Cheesemonger loves cheese. Cheesemonger is a four mana, three, six minion. And whenever your opponent casts a spell, add a random spell with the same cost to your hand. Um, so why? <laughs> like, I mean, you, you generate resources, which is kind of cool, but a zero mana spell could be, you know, anything. A 10 mana spell could be anything good or bad. And then it's, it's random. And if your opponent knows that you're doing that, I mean, I guess this has kind of soft taunt unless they're trying to mill you. I, eh. No, the the one question that I have, someone brought this up in chat earlier, and I apologize, I don't remember who it was, but they said, hey, the flavor text of this says it's an SI7 card, and I was like, oh? So I Googled it, the flavor text says, secretly the big cheese of SI7, and, <laughs> right? And I don't know if that's a joke or not, because, like, it doesn't say, it doesn't say SI7 cheesemonger so it, it probably is not uh call the doctor it was it was called a doctor thank you uh and so um what i would really be interested in is not this card in general it's can a card be an si7 card if it doesn't say si7 in the name of the card i assume that this is probably just flavor text and it's a joke but like yeah that potentially opens up some possibilities. I don't think that this card is particularly playable. Like, I, I mean, I scored it as a one. I, I don't, I just don't see it, but like, okay. Okay. I mean, if, if you play this card and your opponent leaves it, it's going to generate a bunch of random crap and maybe that stuff is good and maybe it's not, but it's random uh and so i i just give it a one i don't think i'm ever gonna play it uh and i don't believe it's an si7 card i think it that's too um it that would be too difficult for new players to to say oh this is an si7 card but it doesn't say si7 so i i agree with that sentiment i just the flavor text was cute and um it it made me wonder for a second (laughs) yeah and i also gave it a one I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, well, we're on the legendaries now. Oh, legendary. Nice. Nice. You're pretty good at that. 
okay. This is a uh, two mana two three called Auctioneer Jackson. Whenever you trade, discover a card from your deck to draw instead. Oh, okay, okay. So I have to have this card down, and then I play a tradable card for one, and then I discover a card from my deck. Like, mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool. I'm sure there's some maybe some combo potential or something, but like. I think it's probably bad. Like, even though we've looked through all these tradable cards, and I don't think, like, the mechanic is awesome, but I don't think we're actually probably going to use all that many of them. And so I don't really see myself jamming this into anything. Like, I just don't know that I would get enough value from it. Where, like, if you yeah. compare this to something like um, Bar Barista Lynchin, like, okay. You can get some legit value from that. Like, okay, get all these battle cry cards. But this is, uh, yeah, okay. You know, you, you trade something and discover. Instead of drawing a random, you get to pick one of three. Like, eh, that's cute. I don't think it's good. It's a neat idea, and I love tradable as a mechanic. I don't think that this card is very good though. Yeah, there, I don't think that there's a critical mass of tradable cards that you would want to or be able to run in a deck to get appropriate value from this card because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. um, i mean it's definitely a value card right like hey i'm trading this in i want to be sure that i'm getting a card that i can you know use more in this situation so i'm paying three mana to send something back and discover a card from my deck so i you know know a little bit more what's in there it's just, it's not great. Like if it was a battle cry, every time you, you trade discover instead versus like, you know, the persistent of effect of when uh, auctioneer Jackson is on the board, that may be a little different, but that's not how this goes. Um, eh. I gave it a one. I, I gave it a one as well. All right. Which is sad because I, crack this one open in gold too uh, i i opened like three golden legendaries wow pre-order nice. pack like it was it, it was a good opening congrats <laughs> hey that's cool so that brings us to flight master dungar um of course this is the the one that we received uh for free going um you know what almost a month back not quite that long um but we've been able to play with flight master dungar for a little while now and uh, Flight Master Dungar is a 3-mana three 3-3. Three, three. Battle Cry, choose a flight path, and go dormant. Awaken with the bonus when you complete it. So you can either choose uh, Westfall, Iron Forge, or Eastern Plague Lands. And Westfall is in one turn. Summon a 2-2 two, two adventure with a random bonus effect. There are, of course, eight of those. We've had the adventures since the, the mini set. Um, so I'm not going to go into those too much. Uh, Iron Forge is in three turns, restore 10 health to your hero. And Eastern Plague Lands is in five turns, deal 12 damage randomly split among enemies. Um, I've seen Dungar played mostly in standard. There was like a slight time in, in Wild when we saw Dungar a little bit. Um, it, it's versatile. You know, I, I don't think that, I think I've seen someone pick the one mana 
or the one turn Westfall option like once. Um, mostly it's uh, healing 10 health to your hero ag against like a, a, a control warlock or something like that. Um, Eastern Plaguelands, the, the 12 damage, um, not really AOE, but random assi assignment of damage. I've seen a handful of times too, but five turns is is a lot. Um, mm. It's kind of playable in standard, but I I haven't seen it since it kind of dropped and it was like the new shiny that there were no additional shinies to kind of fawn over. Um, it's not terrible, but I, I don't know that it's particularly like good either. Um, what do you think, Nate? My... My note says fun to play for two weeks in between sets, but not afterwards, <laughs> which I sort of feel like this is okay. This is, this is cute. I really like this from the developer point of view of like, okay, you're pushing the limits of discover an effect that effect procs after this wakes up from being dormant, like cool design space. Cool. Playable card. Like eh, it's not bad. It's just not good. Like it was fun. It was like transfer student, right? It was like fun to play for a little while in between sets or Mare and the Fox. Like, oh, cool. Let's play it for a couple weeks in between sets. And But now that all of these other cards are going to come out, there's just so many better things to play. And and, and the, the flavor is there too, because Flightmaster Dungar picked us up from, from uh, the Barons and is bringing us to Stor Stormwind, right? Hey, like, there you go. That's why we got it early. Is it the bridges the gap? <laughs> yeah yeah uh you know i scored it a one it maybe is a two but like I, i've seen it zero times in in wild i've seen it quite a bit in standard but like it wasn't not i don't think it was really almost ever very good so yeah in my notes i have two but i, I think i'm gonna drop it to a one because like you said i, I was thinking of more that i had seen it but the more I thought about that, the place I had seen it was standard. Mm. So, yep. Yeah. One from me. All right, cool. Uh, all right, next up we have Cornelius Rome. He is a six mana, four, five. Uh, Flavor-wise, I suppose this is the father of Tamsin and Cariel. Um, Cariel. So mm -hmm. that's pretty cool. The text says, at the start and end of each player's turn draw a card uh so you were drawing a lot of cards with this dude um there's an immediate impact because so minimum guaranteed to draw two cards right so i play this on my turn turn ends i draw a card next turn starts and it's my the you know opponent's turn i draw a card and then they're they've got to kill it right and if they don't their turn ends and i draw another card like holy crap that is a lot of cards to draw and then your turn starts and you draw a fourth card <laughs> dude right and like oh, oh okay this is a card uh am i gonna overdraw with this like <laughs> maybe they're gonna if you play it <laughs> they're gonna kill it. It, it they're gonna i mean it i feel like this has soft taunt big time um oh yeah I think that this card is really pretty good. I don't know. Uh, this is, I, I don't know. You know, Ben is saying it's bait, but like, 
I'm still drawing minimum two cards with it. And then somebody's got to kill it. Like, it seems pretty solid to me. And maybe I'm being baited. I don't know. What do you think, Sheep? Yeah, I I think it's bait, too. I, I don't know that it's gigabait, but, I mean, it's it's bait. Bait tastes good. That's why it works as bait. <laughs> drawing a lot. Drawing too much is is kind of what what the issue is here right because okay if you only draw two whatevs six mana is a lot to pay for draw two yeah right um if you end up drawing more so let's say you draw four and then you still have the the four or five on board okay um the place that I want to draw the most cards kind of like this is aggro. Am I going to run a six mana four five in aggro? No, probably not. Even with this effect, like it has soft taunt, but then I have drawn six mana draw two with the, you know, kind of soft taunt, right? I kind of go, go back and forth. It's, it's a lot of draw, but I don't know. It, it's either too slow, not enough draw, or way too much draw. And it, it seems like no matter what, there's going to be a downside, and it's going to be a different downside depending on how your opponent decides to to interact with it. And giving your opponent that agency rather than taking it for yourself is why I don't particularly like it. Yeah, that's interesting. Hydra sent over his note too. He says, uh, "He says, holy, that's a lot of card, uh, a lot of draw. Uh, don't mill all your cards. Neutral draw at the top of an aggro deck, maybe. You want to have one by turn six, though. Good card, probably too slow. Um, and I, I okay, I'm feeling like, all right, all right, I see the bait now. It's very awkward. I don't think it's necessarily bad. Like Agreed. card advantage is a good thing." And if I start drawing too many cards, like, well, okay, okay, that's a problem. But like, I don't know. I I'm gonna I'm gonna go cautiously optimistic and give this one a four. Like, I think it's gonna see play in just about everything as people test it. And you know, and then we'll see. Hey, maybe it's good, maybe it's not good. Like, don't go crafted in gold on day one. <laughs> uh, you know. But I I will see. We'll see. Hydra gave it a three. What do you think? I think I'm going to go one. <laughs> wow. Like a, okay. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, it. It's a powerful effect, but I think it's either too expensive. And like I was saying, at the end of the day, giving your opponent the agency to decide your your fate rather than the other way around. Not really a fan of that. Yeah. Um, hey, I I like I like this. I like this. Yeah. Okay. okay. That All brings right. us to Lady Prestor. Lady Prestor is a six mana six seven minion. It's battle cry. Transform minions in your deck into random dragons. They keep their original stats and cost. I love this card. I think it's so cool. 
So it's not all legendary dragons. So it's not like it's going to be uh, new or old uh, Malagos and stuff like that. You know, we, we, we can still have like Bookworm and um, uh, Primordial Drake and, and stuff like that. Um, dragons synergize with other dragons. Oh, hey, look at this. My deck now, all of my minions, what were, are now dragons. So, cool. Uh, they all will probably, probably, synergize with each other. <laughs> yeah, and dragons, for the most part, are pretty good. I feel like the, the tricky part here is drawing Lady Prestor. Because mm. it's, okay, transform minions in your deck into random dragons. They keep their original stats. Okay, so like, what is the meme dream? Okay, put a bunch of like zero cost and one cost minions in your deck <laughs> and then manage to tutor this out and play it. And now the rest of your deck is a bunch of one and zero cost dragons, which is. Oh, this but it says the they. It's. Lock. <laughs> oh, but it, no, but it says it says here they keep their original stats, though. So I, I could have the cool battle cries, but it's still going to be a. So I'll have like a one one Alex Draza. Right. Which is, it feels like a meme to me. Like, I, I love it. Look, the flavor is rad. It's, it, the art is awesome. Uh, the, you know, this is cool. Um, but, like, it doesn't feel competitive to me. The flavor is no. amazing. Especially as, okay, so this is, like, Lady Prestor is Anixia, the brood mother. And so the idea of transforming your entire deck into dragons, like, Oh, the flavor is spot on. It's really cool. Um, but I don't know that it's actually good. Maybe. Maybe fun. Definitely fun. I want to say that we get Lady Prestor for free as well, which is pretty impactful. Um, Do we? So, but I'm pretty sure that we will um but of course i'm drawing a blank on that i'll, I'll have to, to find the thing it's uh oh it's in the battle pass that makes sense oh yeah it's the level one one so not even the the paid variant of it you, you know you log in you're at level one you get lady prestor so everyone will have lady prestor oh um, okay yeah, so I think we'll see a lot more of her because everyone gets her for free. Um, oh, yeah, I see it. I see it here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So as far as competitiveness, eh, not particularly. Um, I gave her a two just because dragons synergize really well with each other. And if I'm, you know, memeing around, then... Hey, dropping Lady Prestor in seems like a fun thing to do. Um, you know, just like on a Monday evening whenever I'm bored. So, eh. <laughs> yeah. How did you rate Lady Prestor? Uh, yeah, no, I gave it a two as well. I think it's really fun. I don't think that it's like I don't want to go say it's good. Super fun, super fun. Um. So yeah, yeah. All right. Right there with you. All right, our last card. Wow. Wow. We have been at it for 11 hours and 21 minutes. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. The last card 
is Varian, King of Stormwind, 8 mana, 7 7, Battle Cry. Draw a Rush minion to gain Rush. Repeat for Taunt and Divine Shield. Uh, okay, so this is interesting. It reminds me of Lady Ashmore uh, in some regards, and, and in some regards, like um, the. Uh, oh, God, what is it? That card that we used to play in the Paladin decks um, that said, like, if your deck has divine shield the game divine shield four mana one yeah 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 i'm drawing a blank on what it's called but yeah i know exactly the one you're talking about chat do you guys know it was like blood something or you know if if your deck has taunt gain taunt if your deck has lifesteal gain lifesteal um and such and so forth <laughs> yeah and so okay this seems like a yeah corpse taker thank you thank you cookie bots appreciate that corpse taker so this reminds me of like a combination between corpse taker and lady ashmore so like okay cool draw a rush minion draw a taunt minion draw a divine shield minion gain all of those things like okay that's that's a uh, seems kind of legit uh too bad it's cost eight mana and so i mean depending on the way that your deck built it's potentially an eight mana draw three gain rush taunt and divine shield or maybe you don't want taunt. Maybe it gets just gets rush and divine shield. The bad thing, and it was the same with corpse taker, was if you draw the cards before mm -hmm. you draw this, then it whiffs. And at you know, this could be an eight mana seven seven. I feel like it has potential. It's probably a build around, and I don't really know where you would put this. It's got awesome flavor and it's got awesome art and like we're going to get it in diamond, which is really cool. Um, and it's Anduin's dad. Like, all right, all right, all right. That's cool. Like, I, I, I struggle with where to put this. It doesn't seem bad. Like, I wish it said draw a charge minion to gain charge <laughs> uh, because then I, I would pretty happily play it but i don't know like at eight mana draw these three cards like by that time i'm we're like halfway through the game so i don't know it feels really slow to me like there's i feel like there's potential it's a build around i'm not quite sure what that is it feels too slow for wild yeah like i, I you know i feel bad that i don't think it's really that playable so it's super playable in standard, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's it's really just in here in wild where it's it's not so much, right? Um, so in standard, they're going to you know they're going to see and play it a lot because it's basically Zilliax that draws and doesn't have life steal, um, unless you know they draw the other cards first but that's a good problem to have at that point um Talon, um forging will um probably tutor this card that's you know kind of one way to to get it and if you don't draw Talon first then guess what you'll draw Talon whenever you play variant hey yep yep <laughs> yep um so being able to put 
a big minion on board that can rush into something else big. It has divine shield, so it doesn't take the damage. Um, and uh, then it leaves behind taunt. Um, and it, it, it's a eight mana, seven, seven taunt that's dealt with another big threat. Seems pretty good. The downside is, of course, it's eight mana. And if we see eight mana, then either our opponent is about to combo us off and this doesn't <laughs> go face or, um, you know, they're aggro and drew terribly and we didn't need to play Varian to begin with. Um, it just in, in standard, it's going to be great because it's more mid range. We're just a little bit faster with um, both um, aggro and combo. We'll either have killed us or be killing us very shortly thereafter. Mm -hmm. Or the very few control decks that we have will not have a problem dealing with Varian. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kind of unfortunate, but. I give it a two. I don't think it's like utter garbage. I just. I really struggle to find anywhere that we're actually going to play this. So, yeah, I, I all blah blah blah. I also gave it a two because if we can actually get there, drawing three and, you know, having a basically Zilliax is good. It's just a matter of getting there mm -hmm. and the the shell that surrounds it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, wow, we did it. We did it. Yay! Um uh, so it's over. It's done. <laughs> love it. Well, hey everybody, thanks for hanging out and watching uh with us all day. I think we hit a new a new record, especially considering there's only two of us for half of it. Uh we have talked <laughs> a lot today. Um a new world record. <laughs> yeah, so uh everybody, thank you so much for hanging out. We do a wild hearthstone podcast every Friday evening, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're doing it on a Saturday today because we knew this was gonna take forever, not quite this long, but uh but anyhow, uh thanks for hanging out. Next week um we will be recording back to our normal schedule on Friday evening. Uh, so our next show will be, uh, Friday, August the 6th. We will be hanging out with Goliath, the dwarf doing a lore episode. And so, uh, if you want to come back and join us, we will be discussing the lore behind, um, United and Stormwind. So the stories behind the characters and all of that stuff. Uh, if you missed any of this and you're interested in watching it, it will all be on YouTube, uh, at some point tomorrow and uh the the audio versions will be up on the podcast apps at some point tomorrow as well so yeah yeah thank you everybody um sheep where can people find you yeah i can be found around the internet at places where electric sheep city fits at electric sheep city like twitch and at places where it doesn't at eSheep city like on twitter very cool hydra are you back uh, just to say hi. Hello. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you made I, it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought I'd uh, pop back in right at the end. Um, had to do some stuff, but um, it was a really good time reviewing all the cards, and you know, just it was really great. And looking forward to the new expansion and all this stuff coming out real soon. Yeah, it'll be a blast. It'll be a blast. Hey, Hydra, where can people find you? 
Since you can here. find me at Hydralisk underscore HS on Twitter and Twitch. And please, please come check out the Discord and hang out with us there. It's always a great time. It's a great community. I highly suggest it. If you're looking for just friends to talk about Wild, Hearthstone, anything else, it's a really great community. Yes, I agree 100%. The Discord has been a lot of fun. It's been a great place to meet people and hang out. Um, and so, yeah, if you're looking for other wild players, you want to interact with us, uh, yeah, join our Discord. Uh, there's a link to it in the chat here, or if you visit our website, borntobewildhs.com, and click the Find Us page, there's a link to the Discord there. If you go to our website, you can uh, get access to all of our past uh, episodes, whether it's audio or video versions. And if you're looking for other wild content creators, uh, we've got a list of all the guests that we've had in the past on the show, links to their different uh, social medias, whether it's uh, Twitter or Twitch or YouTube or whatever else. So, yeah. Hey, thanks again, everybody, for joining us. And, um, yeah, join us uh, again next next Friday evening with Goliath the Dwarf for a lore episode, uh, learning about all the background and the history behind these characters. And, uh, yeah. Thank you, friends, for hanging out. I big big shout out to uh, to everybody, everybody in chat. Shout out to Hydra. Shout out to Sheep. I really appreciate you guys, and it's always fun doing these. It's a it's a it's a long day, long long day, but we always have a lot of fun. So, rock and roll. Hard agree, and thank you for facilitating all this, Nate. Uh, you are the real MVP. Aww. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. You always put in so much hard work. That's so nice. All right, well, hey, wiser words were never spoken. <laughs> and you heard that on Born to be Wild. <laughs>